Hey everybody, this is Sean Blakeney, lead pastor at Anchor Church in Delray Beach, Florida. Thanks so much for taking the time today to download and listen to this message. You know, as a church, our mission statement is to bring hope to the hopeless, and I really truly believe that today's message will speak hope into your life. Follow us on Instagram at myanchorchurchfl or check out our website at myanchorchurch.org. We love you so much. Thanks for listening to this podcast today. Hey, everybody, we're so glad you're with us today, and we cannot wait. I'm hoping it's going to be really, really soon where we can all get together again and we can worship together, hug each other, see each other. It's just not the same. And uh, you're a part of our family. Uh, Teresa and I are praying for you every single day, and we're so glad you're with us. Uh, wherever you are, man, we love you and God loves you. Hey, I want to jump in today, uh, and I'm going to give you the title to this message because the title of the message is this. You bow to preach. Now you're like, Sean, I don't, I don't know what that means right now. What, are you speaking English? Yeah, it's English. You bow to preach. What, is that, what does that mean, Sean? Can you give me a translation? Yes, it's you're about to preach. That's like the, that's like the very like gentlemanly way to say it, but I like to say it like this. You bow to preach. And I'm going to look at the New Testament, Acts chapter 3. Now, this, this has been stirring in me, and I, I told Teresa a couple days ago, I'm like, this, this has got me fired up, and, and we've been going through the, the book of Acts in the New Testament, and we read this, and as soon as we read it, I got fired up, and, uh, and I said, you about to preach, so I'm about to preach, but you about to preach. All right, so Acts chapter 3, here's what it says. It says, all the priests saw him walking and heard him praising God. You're like, Sean, wait a minute. Okay, give me some context. What happened here? All right, now you know... In Acts chapter 1, remember, well, if you look back, it, it, the, the Jesus, he, he's dead, he's buried. Three days later, he isn't dead anymore. He ascends. He spends some time on earth, hangs out with his disciples. He ascends in Acts chapter 1, verse 8. He tells his apostles, hey, guys, listen, when the Holy Spirit, which is going to come, when he comes, he's going to come on you. You're going to have power. You're going to be my witnesses. The Bible says they were praying in the upper room, right? The Holy Spirit comes on them. They have these like tongues of fire above their head. They're speaking in other languages. Uh, Peter begins to preach with this amazing power. He's a fisherman, but the Holy Spirit comes on him. He starts preaching. And the Bible says that like he starts preaching and people repented, got baptized that day, like 3,000 people. It was an incredible day. And if you look at Acts chapter 3, all of that has happened. Peter and John are going to a 3 o'clock prayer service. And the Bible says as they're going to this prayer service, there's a a, a man, a lame man, been lame for 40 years, laying by the gate beautiful, right? So people are coming into this prayer service and the lame man is asking for money. And the Bible says that Peter and John walk by this man and the man sticks out his hand and he asks for money. And Peter looks, the Bible says, right into his eyes and says, I don't have any money for you, but what I do have for you is healing. In the name of Jesus, get up and walk. And the guy jumps up and the Bible says he went leaping and jumping and praising God. And the Bible says in Acts chapter 3, we're picking up the story now. It says, all the people saw him walking and heard him praising God. This is the lame man now. He's just been healed by Peter through the power of the Holy Spirit. And the Bible says that this man now is, is walking and leaping and praising God. Wouldn't you? And the Bible says when, when these people all realized that he was the lame beggar they had seen so often at the gate beautiful, they were absolutely astonished. They all rushed out into amazement. 
to Solomon's colonnade where the man was holding tightly to Peter and John. Think about this. Peter just healed this man. He's been lame 40 years. He's clinging. He's clinging to Peter. And people are walking by going, we see this guy every single day. And I'm pretty sure when I saw him like about 20 minutes ago, uh, this guy was lame. And now he's walking and he's leaping and he's praising God. And the Bible says in Acts chapter 3, the crowd saw this and Peter saw his opportunity. Peter saw this as an opportunity and he addressed the crowd. What did Peter do? He bought a preach. That's what Peter's about to do. The Bible says, people of Israel, Peter said, what is so surprising about this? And, and, and why stare at us as though uh, we had made this man walk by our own power or, or godliness? For it was the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, the God of all of our ancestors, who's brought glory to his servant Jesus by doing this. This is the same Jesus whom you handed over and rejected before Pilate, despite Pilate's decision to release him. You rejected this holy, righteous one and instead demanded the release of a murderer. You killed the author of life, but God raised him from the dead, and we are witnesses of this fact. Who's Peter talking about? Jesus. He saw the opportunity, and he about to preach, and he told everybody, it is Jesus that you crucified, but it's Jesus that rose from the dead, and it's Jesus that did this healing. And the Bible says this, in Acts chapter 3, verse 16, through faith in the name of Jesus, this man was healed. Through faith in the name of Jesus, this man was healed. And you know how crippled he was before. Faith in Jesus' name has healed him before your very eyes. What Peter said was what happened was that this man was healed, not because of our power, but because of the power of Jesus. That's who healed him. And today you can have that same power through Jesus if you just accept him. Peter saw the opportunity, the Bible says, and he preached. Now, Teresa and I were just watching the news not too long ago. President Trump has been doing these nightly uh, things at five o'clock where he's just kind of addressing the nation, keeping us up to speed on all that's happening throughout the, that day with COVID-19. And um, he was out in front of the White House and he had some different people speaking. And one of the guys he had speak was Mike Lindell, the, the MyPillow guy. You know, you've probably seen the MyPillow guy. He's from Minnesota. He's got that killer mustache. I love it. Every, he talks like this. His name's Mike Lindell. And, and, and he's, he's making masks now. He makes pillows, but he's making masks now, surgical masks for, for uh, EMTs and, and uh, you know, uh, nurses and doctors. And stuff. It's, it's a pretty cruel story. But he gets up, and, and he has this piece of paper, and President Trump allows him to speak, and he starts sharing with what his company is doing to make surgical masks for these first responders and for these nurses and doctors. And after he finishes, he's got his notepad like this, and after he finishes talking about all he's doing, he says to the president, now, could I say something else? Because I, I, I put together some, some words here, and the president says, sure, sure, go ahead. And so Mike Lindell turns over his piece of paper, and you can tell he's kind of shaking, he's kind of nervous, and he starts talking about Jesus. And I said to Teresa, I said, oh, he about to preach. I, was, I got so fired up. And he just like for three minutes just preached. You need Jesus. This is like God's with us. He hasn't left you. And, all, and I'm just like, oh my gosh. 
And, and, and after he got done, President Trump came up and, and President Trump said, I didn't know he was going to do that. I'm glad he did, but I don't know he was going to do that. And do you know Mike Lindell took so much heat from the media because he shared the gospel. He took so much, so much heat from the media because he, just like Peter, saw an opportunity and he preached. Now, you might be going, now, Sean, what does this have to do with me right now? I believe Many people right now are watching the church to see how you and I will respond in the middle of this crisis. Will we see an opportunity or will we see opposition? And I think you and I need to be like Peter. You and I need to be just like Mike Lindell. When we see an opportunity, we need to capitalize on it. And you and I are about to preach. We're about to bring a message of faith and hope and love to a people that need it like never before. And Peter preached and you and I need to preach. I love the fact that Peter saw the opportunity. Man, he preached in the midst of a crowd and spoke truth, spoke love, but spoke grace and spoke salvation. And you and I have the opportunity right now to speak into so many people in the middle of a crisis. The question is, what will you see right now? Opportunity or opposition. I believe that, you know, Anchor Church, if I'm completely honest, you know, when, when all of this hit, I just kind of, I mean, I had that 10 minutes of humanity going, oh my goodness, what, what do we do now? What, we're, we're a six-month-old church, I, you know, and, and it stretched us. And, and I had 10 minutes of kind of like that humanity, what do we do? And then all of a sudden, I got so excited. I didn't see any more opposition. I saw opportunity. I saw us reaching more people than we've ever reached before. And because we've been able to to go on with our our new viewing platforms, with Facebook, with Instagram, with YouTube, we're, we're connecting with thousands of people every single weekend and every single week that we never would have connected with before. And so when I saw opposition for 10 minutes, my mind was then open to opportunity. And right now the church has the greatest opportunity ever to preach the gospel of Jesus to people all around us because people are looking to the church to see how we will respond. And Peter preached. Now, let me encourage you today. You about to preach. You are about to preach. You know why? Because you have the opportunity right now. We know who's in control. We know who has the power. We know who does the miracles. We know who holds salvation in the palm of their hand. His name is Jesus Christ, and we know him, and we have to preach him. So I just got some notes for us today. What did Peter preach? And given what Peter preached, what do you and I need to preach? Because it's about the same thing. What Peter preached is what you and I need to preach. And the first thing I wrote down here is you and I need to preach praise. We have to preach praise. So many people are all watching the news right now and they're not praising, they're pouting. They're pouting. Oh, oh gosh, oh, woe was me. We, it feels like every single day something new happens. Oh, and, and you, know, you know how you pout? Pouting happens when you look at the present you're in. Pouting happens when you look at the present you're in and the present doesn't match up with the present you think you should be in. And so when what you're going through doesn't match what you think should be happening to you and I, we pout, we pout. And so we watch the news and we pout, right? And and pout is looking at the present you're in. But praise means I'm looking to the future I'm about to be in. 
Count says, I'm seeing the present I'm in and I don't like it. But praise says, I see the future ahead of me and I'm going to start worshiping now because I know it's on the way. That's what praise is. Praise is what Peter did. I mean, he saw the opportunity and he goes, let me tell you right now, this was not me. This was all God. I didn't do this. God did this. It wasn't my name that he was healed in. It was Jesus's name he was healed in. That's where he began to praise. And you and I right now need to stop looking at all that's going on around us and pout. You and I didn't know who's in control and begin to praise, share his name, share his power. And many of us go this, okay, praise and worship, Sean. No, praise and worship are two different things. They're not the same thing. Praise and worship are not the same thing. I got a couple thoughts here for us. Um, Praise and worship are different, all right? Um, Praise is when we speak about God. Praise is when we speak about God. But worship is when God speaks into us. Praise is when we speak about God, but worship is when God speaks into us. And so what you and I need to do is we need to begin to praise. We, We declare who God is in praise Right. And, and we begin to understand um, who God is in worship and worship. God's speaking into you. He's speaking into your heart and praise. You're telling God how much you love him. Right. It's praise and worship. What does Psalm 100 say? David says what? I will enter his gates with thanksgiving in my heart and enter his courts with praise. I'm walking in. I'm walking into the gates of the temple, ready to give God thanks for who he is. And I'm entering into his courts, giving him all of the glory. I'm entering into his presence, letting him know how good he is. You and I need to let everybody know around us how good God is. Just because you're going through a difficult situation, just because I'm going through a difficult situation, doesn't mean God still doesn't deserve our praise. What do we need to preach? We need to preach preach praise. Preach praise in the name of Jesus. That's what Peter did. We've got to preach praise. What else? Man, what else did Peter preach? What else? He, we, you and I need to preach not only praise, but relentlessness. We're not backing down. We're not scared. We're not fearful. What does relentlessness say? I'm not giving up. I'm not giving up. I love that Peter saw the opportunity and didn't back down from the crowd. Man, he got in their face and he goes, hey, you know what? I'll tell you who did this. It's the person you, you, you crucified. It's the person that you murdered. But even though you murdered him, he still loves you. He still has power. He still has life. He still is the savior of the world. It's Jesus Christ. You and I can't give up. We need to be relentless. Do you know why we have to be relentless? Because even if you don't see change right now coming, change is on the way. Even though you may not see a great thing happening right now, a great thing is on the way. I believe it. The best is yet to come. The best days of the church are ahead of her, and I believe it, and you can't give up now. You gotta be relentless. You gotta hang in there. You gotta stay strong. And I remember uh, several years ago, I told Teresa, I just, I wanted to, I wanted to get, uh, I wanted to do a lot of cardio, right? And I got on this specific app, and I started doing a lot of cardio and eating really, really specific And I was doing this about a month and I saw no change whatsoever in a month. Like, and I was a day from giving it up. I'm like, this is dumb. Every day I'm sweating. I'm eating like nothing but like a piece of turkey and a pickle and a carrot. Like, this is horrible. I'm running and I don't see. And one day I woke up and I looked in the mirror and I'm like, oh my word. I think I see an ab. I might see two abs right there. I... Whoa, I'm like, bow, 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 bow. Like, I don't have that anymore, but that was like, yeah. But about the time I was about ready to give up, 
all of a sudden I'm like, whoa, I see the effects of my relentlessness. And many of you right now, you're about ready to give up, but I promise you on the other side of your give up is Jesus about ready to do a miracle in your life. So be relentless. This is the time right now where you gotta stand strong. Peter preached, he's like, I'm not, oh, I'm not backing down right now. I'm praising God, I'm praising his name. I'm relentless, I'm not giving up. We gotta be relentless, church. The best days of anchor are ahead of her and I can't wait to see what he does. We gotta preach, what are we preaching? We're preaching praise and we're preaching relentlessness. What else are we preaching? We're preaching encouragement. Encouragement to a world that's discouraged right now. You might be watching today and you might be discouraged. Preach to yourself encouragement in the name of Jesus. Encourage your life. Man, Peter preached encouragement. Even He says to the people, even though you killed him, he could still save you. Man, the Bible says that about 5,000 people that day heard the message, just, just counting men, about 5,000 people, and that day made a change. You know why? Because he began to speak the encouragement of God into their lives. We gotta preach, praise relentlessness, encouragement, we got it. You know, there's, people need encouragement. There's not one person that I run into on a daily basis when I encourage them, it says, Sean, please stop encouraging me. I've had so much encouragement. I, if I hear one more encouraging word, I, I, might get, I might get sick. No one says that. You know why? People are lacking encouragement. Man, somebody pops in your head, boom, text them. Someone pops in your head, call them. You might not be able to connect with them right now face-to-face, but you can connect with them through social media, through text messages, through a phone call. Encourage somebody. Let them know that you care. Let them know you hear them. Let them know you're thinking about them. So we better preach praise, relentlessness, encouragement, and we need to preach action. Do something. Man, if I just told Teresa all the time that I loved her but never showed her my love, I'm not backing it up with action. We might be telling Jesus all the time, we love you, but are you following up the words, I love you, Jesus, with action and getting involved in the presence of God, moving in the, we as a church right now, man, we are an acting church. We're acting out our love, acting out our faith. This is the way you do it. You preach, you preach praise, relentlessness, encouragement, and you preach action. Man, come on, we wanna be the church that's involved. I love the fact that Peter saw the opportunity, he preached, but then he got into motion his sermon. He let the people know, you just like this man is walking right now, you need to start walking towards Jesus. Just like he was lame in his legs, you've been lame in your spirit, and today's the day for you to come to Jesus. Man, there's an action that takes place. You gotta act upon it, you gotta move in it. You preach praise, you preach relentlessness, encouragement, action, and you gotta preach certainty. In this day and age, you have to preach certainty. A lot of people are uncertain what the future holds, but we know for certain who holds the future. You gotta preach certainty. Why? Because God is in control. No one right now, no one right now feels like they know. You watch the news every single day, something changes. Just when you think there's light at the end of the tunnel, oh my goodness, it's another two weeks of this and more social distancing. Now we have a curtain. All these, and if you, if you continue to watch the news, You'll be uncertain of what's to come, but we know who holds the power of the present and the future in his hands. His name is Jesus Christ. And Peter preached that. He's like, you may not know what is happening today. You might have killed Jesus and thought he's done, but man, he is not done. He's not finished. He resurrected. He loves you. He's coming again, and you better follow him today. There's certainty in the power that he preached. And you and I need to preach that same certainty. What does certainty say? 
Certainty says, I might not be in control, but I know who is. That's what certainty is. And I'll be honest with you, this is hard for me because I'm, I'm a control freak. You know any control freaks out there? I'm a control freak. Tell you how bad of a control freak I am. I have to drive everywhere. I don't want anyone else to drive because if I drive, I'm in control. I control where the car goes. I control where we go, when we get there. I control which way we go if Teresa's driving. She may take a different route and we may get there. It may take longer. It may be shorter, but I like to be in control. I like to drive because I want to know exactly where we're going. I want to be certain with that. And I know a lot of you today, you're not certain. And maybe the reason why you're not certain is because you're driving the car. And maybe you need to hand the keys over to Jesus and go, Jesus, I can't do this today because I don't know where we're going. And Jesus is going, man, I've been waiting for you to hand the keys over because now that I'm in control, we're going to go where I want to go and you're going to be better off because of it. So many people right now have no idea what's going on, but we know that Jesus has everything right in the palm of his hand. So even though you might not be certain about tomorrow, you've got Jesus already in tomorrow. So trust him for it. So preach praise, relentlessness, encouragement, preach action, preach certainty. And here's the last thing you write down, preach hope. Preach hope. And many of you are going, wait a minute, is that an acronym? Yep, preach, praise, relentlessness, encouragement, action, certainty, and hope. Preach. You better preach. Preach that hope. It's the confident hope. This isn't a hope like my fingers are crossed. I hope God comes through. This is no, man. I'm anchored to the hope of Jesus. I know he is my hope. I know he will come through. He always has and he always will. First Peter 1 says, set your hope fully on the grace that will be brought to you at the revelation of Jesus Christ. Hope is not wishful thinking. Hope is knowing that God will come through even when you don't. It's like, man, I don't know what is happening today, but I trust in the God who always sees me through. I will believe in his power. We are more than conquerors, not just a conqueror, more than a conqueror for those who are in Christ Jesus. I have hope today because my hope is anchored to the things of God, not the things of earth. Man, this is what Peter preached. This is what happened that day. And you and I need to understand today that when we hope in God, we preach praise, relentlessness, encouragement, action, certainty, hope. When we're preaching all these things, people around us are going to take notice. And people right now that are spiritually lame because you and I about to preach a word of faith in their life are going to be standing on the solid rock of Jesus Christ when all of this comes through because they didn't trust in themselves, but they trusted in Jesus. And that's where the hope comes from. Man, maybe you're joining us today and maybe you have, you've just been going, man, Sean, I I have been disappointed. I have been discouraged. I haven't seen this as opportunity. I've seen this as opposition. Maybe you've been trying to live your life your way and today's the day that all stops. Man, maybe today you have to understand that message that Peter gave, that you need to praise Jesus in the midst of all circumstances. Trust him with your life. Give him your heart because the Bible says this, that when you give your heart to Jesus Christ, he makes everything new. The old life is gone and the new life has come. And it's your, your life gets this, this washing away of your old life and you have new life today in Jesus and you can have that. Maybe you've never given your heart to Jesus Christ. Maybe today you're going, Sean, I want that. And I want that new life. 
You know, I wanna invite you to pray a prayer. If you're joining us right now and you've never given your heart to Jesus, but you're going, today I want to, just could you just raise your hand wherever you are? Just raise your hand, just say, yeah, just, this is just, this is us acting right now. It's this action. We're going, yes, yes, I need Jesus. Wherever, just raise your hand, wherever you are. Be bold, be bold. Man, I wanna pray a prayer. And if you just raised your hand, I want you to pray this prayer out loud with me right where you are. This is the prayer that changes everything. It's putting that faith into action on Jesus. I need you today. Just pray this prayer. Just say, dear Lord Jesus, today I give you my heart. Come into my life. Come into my heart and make me a brand new person. And as best as I know how, I will follow you for the rest of my life. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Come on, let's give it up to all those that prayed that prayer today, man. Congratulations, you just made the greatest decision of your life. And now that you made that decision, you gotta preach, you gotta share that decision. And we wanna be the first ones to hear about that decision. So let us know through Facebook, Instagram, social media, DM us. Let us know that today you made that decision. I wanna get in contact with you. I want our team to get in contact with you because we're on this journey with you as a church. We love you so much. We can't wait to be with you really, really soon. Have a great week.